Dr. Judy here. Do you love to read books about dogs on all subjects? I was recently a guest on the podcast Dog-Eared with Lisa Davis, where she interviews authors who write books about dogs, and I highly recommend you check it out. Lisa reads every book cover to cover, and her warm and engaging personality draws out her guests, and the resulting conversation illuminates the book, but without giving away the whole story. Also, I will be on monthly to answer her listeners' questions about natural pet health. So whether you want the latest advice on how to keep your furry friend happy and healthy, training tips, inspirational memoirs, or anything else dog, Dog-Eared is right for you. Happy Wednesday! I look forward to Wednesdays because I love talking to Susie DeVille. Every week we get her How Creativity Magic Works on Us. So today we're talking about how to handle self-doubt and the difference in our minds between failure versus feedback, the perfectionism connection. Susie DeVille, she is a speaker, author, and founder and CEO of the Innovation and Creativity Institute, a coaching firm that helps small business owners, creators, and authors claim their creativity, vision, and voice and build scalable enterprises aligned with their true selves. She wrote her first book, Buoyant, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Becoming Wildly Successful, Creative, and Free, for entrepreneurs and creators who are painfully stuck and riddled with self-doubt and who believe the path to the success and freedom they crave is through more work, productivity, and discipline. She shows a much easier path by tapping into your innate inspired creativity. Susie, welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. It's great to have you back. All right. So self-doubt is tough. Self-doubt is a part of being a human being. And it is very easy when we're in the throes of it <laughs> to feel that we are the only ones on the planet who are experiencing this. But it literally is something that, in my opinion, accumulates if we don't purposely and thoughtfully and intentionally address it every single day. So you can have an incredibly successful day firing on every cylinder, feeling amazing, loving the metrics reports that you're seeing, feeling like you're reaching the people you want to reach, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, start to brush your teeth and feel like you don't know anything about anything. <laughs> and that all of a sudden you have lost your mojo or you don't have any new ideas or what the heck happened to me. Um, <laughs> This is the human condition. It is in every right. single one of us. And that is just the fact that we have an amygdala in our skulls. This is the part of the primitive part of the brain that just likes to pump out lack and attack fears. It is something that served us when we were early humans. It is no longer a functioning, you know, something that we need in order to survive. Right. But it is a... Um, it is very powerful if we let those thoughts go unaddressed and slip past our consciousness and just sort of stick to us. So it's almost like we're wearing suits of Velcro and these right. limiting beliefs are like the, the part of the Velcro that adheres to the, you know, the, the sort of sister part right. of the Velcro. And we just, they just adhere to us and stick to us. So we have to mindfully remove those. Um, beautiful ways to do that are to get very clear about what the thought is that you have. And because once we understand exactly what that thought is, 
I'm not a, I'm not a success in my um, area of expertise, let's say, Um, or um, I'll never be as successful as so-and-so is in this space. Once we are clear on the thought that has us by the tail, then we have an opportunity to completely flip it around to a thought that feels as true, if not truer than the one that's making us feel bad. So you can, you can insert language into the thought that takes the fangs out of the thought for you. So for example, I'm, I'm never going to be as successful as so-and-so is. You can simply say, I'm not as successful as so-and-so is yet. Mm -hmm. So you're still working with the thought. You're not going from, I feel terrible to, I feel like I could fly to the moon because your brain is not going to believe that, but your brain is going to believe. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I'm not as successful as so-and-so is yet. Um, That gives me an open space that opens up the world of possibility for me. So self-doubt and limiting beliefs run, they hang out together (laughs) and um, we can flip it though, through being aware and also understanding that the power that we have to regain our confident footing is found in our willingness to try things and get it wrong, to step out and have to edit it or course correct. And I think that the practice that I have been really amazed by is going into a piece of abstract art and you don't have to use paint. You can do this with anything. But what I felt in my body when I attacked a painting with complete abandon and and knowing the whole time I can go back in and make this better. I don't have to have it beautiful at the beginning. I don't have to have it great in the middle. I can I can keep editing and working with this and adding colors, adding contrast, changing the design. I can add collage. I can always do a different move. Then I am in a state that invites the magic. So speaking of how creativity magic works on this, uh, us, that's how it happens. If we go into the entrepreneurial task with a playful heart, I wonder what would happen if I did this this week instead of that. I wonder how that would ripple through social media traction or more people on my newsletter list or more sales. Um, or I wonder if, if I hired this person or got more support in this place in my business, how that would impact things. And so if you are, if we're trying to do, to make some changes, but we're not gripping onto the steering wheel with white knuckles and freaking out that we're going to get it wrong. Of course, we're going to make mistakes, but the things that happen just tell us, okay, go more left and not so much right. Turn this dial up and turn the other one down. Um, Make this move and not the other move. So it's all just feedback and not, quote unquote, failure. 
Now, Susie, I'm curious, before you came to this way of thinking, how did you handle self-doubt? I was about um, as in the trenches of being stuck, riddled with perfectionism, totally fearing the knives of judgment from myself and from everyone else that I was working within what felt like a two inch diameter circle. (laughs) I was so limited in my thinking and in my creativity and in my willingness to try things. And it had ramifications all throughout my life, certainly within my businesses, but also within my own, um, physical state within my body. I felt leaden. I felt like the tin man, you know, I felt so stiff and clumsy. I didn't feel confident in my own skin. That led me to want to hide and be small and certainly not very visible, not out in the world in a big way. And so I was, I was very much in the camp that I have, um, that I see with a lot of my clients who come to me which is this sort of feeling initially of having imposter syndrome that I don't have the capability. Everybody else has the talent. Somehow I got missed. (laughs) And that (laughs) sets us off on this um, very restricted um, uh, way of moving in the world, which is of course echoed by our market, right? So the market is just going to mirror back to us what we're putting out there. So I didn't have the traction that I was looking for. Um, I certainly didn't have the um, joyful state of this lightness of being and this playful way to um, sort of throw spaghetti on the wall just to see what would happen. Um, I was very critical of myself, very unforgiving. I mean, it was not fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't sound fun. So what changed? Like what was the cat? Was there a certain catalyst or was it like a slow buildup? I was forced to change. This is how beautiful and benevolent the universe is. <laughs> the universe delivered to me 2008, which was the beginning of my nuclear winter period when literally everything in my life imploded. My marriage, my finances, businesses, everything, health. Um, And so I had to figure out a completely new way of being in the world. And I made a promise that if I were to extricate myself from the messes that I was in, that I would come back and teach others how to do the same. And so that was really the impetus for writing Buoyant um, and making a, a, a sort of collection of Um, 15 years of research and personal experience to gift back to entrepreneurs and creators who are in the same false belief that I was, that you just have to work yourself to a nub and you have to be um, rigid and um, disciplined in order to find success. And so I learned that the the complete surprising path to success and freedom is through tapping into our innate creativity, which is fueled by the five M's. Now talk to us about failure versus feedback. Well, I think that it's easy for us, you know, either former perfectionists or currently practicing perfectionists to believe that if we make a misstep, 
then we've gotten it all wrong. I mean, we tend to have this really strange black and white thinking of I, I did well, or I'm an, I'm a disaster. <laughs> There's, we don't give ourselves any, any, where's the in between any, any, you know, that's, and that's completely not reality. Right. But that's what our brains will tell us. So the, the beautiful thing is, is that the world of entrepreneurship gives us this fantastic opportunity to be scientists with our businesses and employ the scientific method, have hypotheses, test it out, iterate, see what the market's telling us, um, put, put the thing that we're making into the hands of a human being and ask them, what do you think about this? Does this serve you? What would you do differently? Or we can run zillions of tests for um, things in our marketing, or we can try um, communities of support, or we can do different things with regard to how we attract people to support us in our enterprises. There's just no limit to the things that we can experiment with. But we tend to start to, when we get into this game, if we have tinges of imposter syndrome, we don't have a curious state, a playful state. We have a very self-punishing, narrow, critical, emotional state. And so we'll look at something that maybe didn't go the way we wanted it to as a crushing blow (laughs) rather than, huh, I wonder what would happen if I did this instead of that. And then you're off and running. That's exactly the state a successful entrepreneur stays in. And it's a heck of a lot more fun <laughs> to, um, to pivot very quickly, you know, oh, okay. So that headline didn't seem to, to draw people in. I'm not going to believe the lie that my offer is, a, is, is unappealing. <laughs> I'm going to try something else and see what happens. So it's an opportunity to embrace the creative um, juice that fuels our success. Because if we're not taking things that are going quote unquote wrong as feedback, we're not going to playfully try the next step. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, sometimes I'll post something on on TikTok or Instagram to bring attention to the shows that I think is so brilliant. And I get like five likes and I'm like, I told what the ah, and I just want to throw my hands up and give up. And then I'll try again something else. I'm like, yeah, this is okay. And it totally takes off. So it it can play with your head a little bit, but you got to keep trying and not just be like, oh, forget it. I just, I'm just a failure. I can't do this. Well, as a fun experiment, speaking of experiments, track how you feel when you are putting certain kinds of content out. So for example, on Monday, let's say you're going to put a 30 second clip out, take track it on a calendar or notepad. I was feeling just crazy confident and excited and playful. Um, Or this felt a little sort of pushed or constricted today. I'm not sure, didn't feel really feel like I was in my zone today, whatever it is track the state and track the results. I firmly believe, I I will tell you a quick story. I was, um, so I have a class that I do twice a year that's called the Sketchbook Entrepreneur Masterclass. 
And I did a demo um, with the, the students the last week of class. And the thing that I made was absolutely hideous. I mean, <laughs> by anybody's judgment. But I, I was showing how to use the brush for certain things and how contrast works and how collage can be brought into it. So it wasn't really working or worrying about design and how it looked. But I still, you still as a human want it to look decent. Well, it was just not good at all. So, but I knew I could edit it, right? I can always go back and edit. So I started to edit it a couple of days ago and was all in my head all caught up in, it's got to be good. It's got to be great. It's going to be. And I still, it was, I was just making a bigger mess. Then something switched and I went bananas and had so much fun and just playfully attacked this thing, this work. Finished it after sort of reworking and slaving at it for probably an hour when I switched gears it just took off five minutes I was done and it was amazing and I put it online I put the before and the after online and I was making the point <laughs> that <laughs> this is what this is how important our feeling state is and our heart state and, and whether or not we're all hung up in perfectionism when we're creating anything and people love, I had somebody told me, Oh my God, you need to sign that and sell it. It's, it's gorgeous. And so the end product is not, I always try to coach people to not get too hung up on the end product because it's the, it's the state of making. That's the really the most important part, but it was so, so interesting to me and so much fun to yet again, learn the lesson, right? I can learn it yeah. 20 times a week and it's still like a brand new day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Susie, people need to get your book because you have all of this awesome information in there. Tell us a little bit about when you first started writing Buoyant before we go today. So um, I, I began the process in earnest in um, about 2018. And then really got down into editing in 2000, uh, no, 2020 during, you know, COVID, I decided I was going to really crawl into my creative cave. And I took, you know, 15 years of research and personal experience and my own experience working with clients who had, were wrestling with the same things that I had wrestled with. And I really wanted to put together a guidebook that was both inspirational for the person who was on the emotional gurney and the financial gurney that I was on so that it was almost like defibrillator paddles to your soul <laughs> to get you to, to be able to feel, okay, there's, a, there's hope for me. There's possibility for me. So that was my main passion. And then I want, once I had you sort of upright and feeling like you could get yourself going again. Then I bring in all of these different kinds of exercises and stories to help you discover this magic within yourself and to feel in your own body and in your own soul and witness the transformation in your personal life and in your business. Do you have an audiobook version? I do. I have an ebook and an audiobook version. Yeah. 
Oh, good. Because I love the book and I love listening to books as well. Well, tell us all the ways we can find you. And also, how can people work with you one-on-one? Um, you can um, email me at Susie at innovationcompass.com. If you'd like to take a look at my website and see the kinds of programs that I do and the kind of coaching that I do, you can go to innovationandcreativityinstitute.com. And you can also sign up for my newsletter there, and um, which you would receive every Friday, um, which is a nice little burst of inspiration for you each week. Um, and of course, you can always click on the contact me um, button and schedule a free consultation. I love having these free calls. Sometimes that's all we need to shift you into a new state, get you inspired and get you sort of dusted off and back into the arena. Um, or if you'd like to speak with me about learning about different kinds of programs that I offer, whether that's one-on-one -on -one coaching or VIP coaching or retreat or workshop or webinar um, or my sketchbook entrepreneur masterclass, that's all on the website. Wow, that's incredible. All right, everybody keep coming back to Health Power. Susie will be back next Wednesday with, and this is exciting because this is what we call this segment, How Creativity Magic Works on Us. Keep coming back to Health Power and be sure to check out Dog Ear. Tell your friends, your family, rate, review, subscribe. Thanks for listening. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.